Hello, good people, and welcome to the Brunswick Beer Collective. This is stop six on our 86 pub crawl. Uh, I am Chris Shorten, with me is Paul Christoph. Good evening. And we are at, well, obviously last week we were at the mill, which this, me- this means that the next stop has to be fixation. And we are joined by Tom and Sam, who I guess you guys kind of run? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so there's three of us full-time here. And the only one missing is the venue manager, Ferg, but Sam is our brewer and I'm managing partner. But, but, but you're also like, you know, you're the kind of the face of... Yes, I am the slightly unattractive face of it as well. I am on the road a lot with the sales guys mm-hmm. and uh, driving marketing, uh, social media, sales, a um, bit of everything, product design... Market also, gardening, taxidermy. That's right. Um, yeah, markets. Mixed everything. martial arts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, everything. That's but, what all that noise is coming from upstairs. Exactly. <laughs> Production, <laughs> volumes, all that sort of stuff. Fun stuff. And uh, we are in your. This is, this is awesome. This is uh, your brand new shiny former, uh, former Mountain Designs. Yeah. Um, so outlet store. Little uh, little three hundred square meter warehouse we found that was sitting empty and neglected and uh, covered in graffiti and some squatters and uh, out the back and, and, and we just sort of thought this could be a great spot. Um, admittedly I was a little bit um, doubtful at the first visit and, um, and I was even more doubtful when they gave us a key and we didn't really need a key, we could have just stepped in through <laughs> yeah. the front window. <laughs> uh, see it, it, in my mind it's kind of like you stepped in through, you stepped in through, the like you unlocked the door and then um, Sam was just like, um, you know, uh, he already, already, already walked in through the other door. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or through the other yeah. yeah, that's right. But um, no, it's come up really uh, beautifully. So I'm going to ask, before we get back to the brewery, I'm just going to, oh, sorry, to the uh, incubator. I'm just going to ask one question that I've always been curious about. Because fixation has been around a while. Um, or at least it's been, uh, I don't know how long you'd class as a while, but in craft beer terms, it's um, been a while. Yeah, uh, three years in a month or so. Um, So the obvious question, which is, I suppose, you're a brewery that just makes IPAs. Mm, Correct. How does that exist? Uh, Well, no one had had done it before, so perhaps it was crazy. We thought it was a bit crazy. Uh, That was the first question down here. We've got 10 taps that we serve out of the venue, and the first question was, so what other styles of beer are you going to (laughs) do? Nothing, nothing for those sours. who can't see on the podcast, we wrote it on the wall, dedicated <laughs> to India Pale Ale. And um, that's, yeah, it was sort of our, our uh, as a thought process to focus in the one mm. style of beer that we love and then yeah, give us focus to be the best that we can at that and try and uh, yeah, make and, the best IPAs in the and country. And push the boundaries of that style as well and have a lot of fun serving beer fresh out of the tanks and, and try and, I guess, drag a more um, mainstream market into what we love, the style mm. of beer we love. We had thought about launching the German wheat beer brand, but uh, <laughs> glad we didn't. <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> There's some pretty good breweries that are doing that for 900 years. Yeah, so. yeah. I thought, wait, wait, flipping that around just because I'm a curious person. Um, could you do a German wheat beer IPA? Yeah. Big say shine. Yes. Uh, hop and vice. Yes. Yeah, pretty hoppy, hoppy wheat beers going around. But, um, yeah, we haven't we haven't gone in that direction yet. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> All right. And I've seen a few more graffiti boarded up uh, venues around here. That there's but, an opening. Yeah. But of course, it does um, 
make moot the uh, question that we've been asking everyone on this mm. pub crawl, which is what, what will you brew, what won't you brew? Exactly. It's mm. very yeah, easy. It's pretty easy for us. Um, but we, we, we love all kinds of styles. We've already had a rye IPA, a black IPA, a nine point something percent um, homebrewer champion, really imperial IPA. Yeah. So we've already had quite a few come and go and we're on the second and third and fourth brews of some beers. So we, we've sort of got a real range of flavours and yeah, we keep a running sort of list, obviously, of styles, things we like and see, what we might, be, you know, want to have coming up, and probably at least, yeah, into the next sort of few months of next year, got a clear plan around what we want to do, and uh, yeah, just trying to keep it interesting across all the taps. Well, well do you find yourself, um, because you know, beer mash is just in the road, and they have one of everything. Um, do you find yourself looking at that and going, oh god, I wish I could make that. Oh shit, I can't. I'm not doing the IPAs. <laughs> we we like to think we're in a. We're trapped in a prison with Jake, but it's one that we like to be in um, because we I love think that's Stockholm syndrome. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah true. Um, but we uh, we can always go to beer mash and drink uh, mm. sours and mm. barrel aged stouts and all that kind of thing. And we we will probably um, we'll put as I said we'll push the boundaries a little bit. Here and and well, to that, given the, talking about the eighty six in the area, mm. you raise a good point about you know so many different things out there. And to that end, we're not trying to be something for everyone mm. we want to have you know, our space in here and then when you've had your fix of IPAs go and check out some other venues and you know great pubs and breweries so yeah well, you, you can't uh, you know if, if you trip over you'll end up tripping over into a brewery yeah. <laughs> or and a bottle shop or yeah a, you're right and there's a lot of people that come in here and, and don't know what IPA is so we're kind of thrilled what, what, to what take, is IPA yeah, yes. what is, yeah that's a good question we, we love to take people on a journey and say have you heard of us or have you tried an IPA before and then, you know, start, you know, early on in the, the flavour spectrum and work up? Well, I suppose as craft beer drinkers, you can sort of um, silo yourself after a while. You assume, oh, everyone knows what a yeah. barley wine, an IPA, yeah. and a Russian Imperial Stout is. Everyone's just having fruited sours, you know. <laughs> and, yeah, you don't realise that the average punter, it's they're drinking their Carlton Draft mm-hmm. and, and maybe looking for something new. It's a whole new world to... So many people every day. I, I think we constantly we live in an awesome bubble of flavoursome mm. beer world, but you know, there, as Sammy and I know, there's over ninety percent of people have never really drunk ale, and mm. um, and that's a massive uh, opportunity for people to learn about good beer. Well, I just um, thinking about so I was in I was in Indonesia um, a few months ago. And home of the Indonesian pale ale. Uh, well, the home of the bintang. <laughs> And but bintang was everything. Like I, I had two and a half weeks of just bintang, and I, I remember the day that I got back, um, the bottle shop across the street from my house. Um, I just walked straight in, bought a six pack of fixation, because <laughs> all I needed was an IPA. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're welcome. It's sort of like it's it's one of those things where you think to yourself like, okay, I need an IPA. Where can I get what? Who makes an IPA? Well, uh, these guys do that, but they also do other things. Wait, wait, fixation. They just do IPAs. Let's get an IPA. Yeah. You know what you couldn't get in the bottle shop, though? What? Mr. Hot. Oh, Mr. Hottest. <laughs> Mr. Hottest. What's that? <laughs> oh, uh, we're, uh, there's uh, one thing we discovered in Indonesia was that there were loads of um, obscure chip brands. Uh, and Mr. Hottest was the hottest and the weirdest of all of them. And the fact that it was called Mr. Hottest, it was like, yes, we have by all of these. Sounds like a challenging chip. It's, look, <laughs> I, I, I've never had a chip as hot as that. Right. Um, it, you know, Loose blood's claim then, that's good. <laughs> yeah. I'm into it. But, you know, maybe maybe my knowledge of chips is too limited these days. 
I need to expand. The only way I would have known is if you'd bought some back for Jeff. I know, I know. Um, Jeff, who can't make it for this episode, but um, he is he was the man that, you know, had the ghost chili porter um, and goes, hmm, this is fun. I, I think it's Korean noodles. I know Jeff. That he yes. tried like two weeks ago that transported him to another dimension. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he mentioned on a, depending on our release yes. schedule, one of the <laughs> one of the episodes that someone would have listened to prior. <laughs> we did try and brew a barn me IPA. Um, we did try. We did brew a we did brew IPAs. a barn me IPA in honor of Trang that sustained us during the building oh, yes. of this cider barn me oh. shop, and um, that was a bit of fun. As well. Speaking is, of Indonesian parallels, Trang is incredible. Yeah. Oh. So they, uh, yeah, we had coriander and chili and yeah, coriander chili, cucumber and carrot, and a little twenty liter grandfather brew when all our tanks were full. So it was a wow. incredibly limited release of which we had about three pots, and then went, yeah, <laughs> really, bit, bit, bit for long. Yeah, nah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and of course we did. Um, we were the uh, collaborators for Market uh, Nipa. Yeah, the Market Nipa. Oh, cool! Oh, yeah, so. that was a great one. Yeah, um, that was that. That was one of those. Um, and we had the night market. Oh yeah, single keg, which was on the Owl House, a spicy version. Yeah, I love Hop Nation. Good guys. Yeah. They're good kids, but. All right, um, didn't you used to own the Owl House at one point? I was a part, I was a shareholder, <laughs> yes, and a regular supporter, and did some, di- helped run some beer dinners, and yeah, Alex, and uh, yeah, there was quite a few of us at the start, maybe seven of us, and um, yeah, it just suited having one main owner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was there a lot. Yeah. But, um, which obviously it's, it's. I mean, uh, Paul still lives there, lives behind it. I don't live there as close as I used to, but it's still like, you know, when you're in Brunswick West, oh, sorry, Brunswick, it's either, oh, well, I guess you go to the Owl House. Yeah, so yeah. It's hard to avoid when literally your tram drops you off and <laughs> you have to pass it to go home. It's like, wow. And, and you know, even these days when I've moved, it, the tram still goes past the Owl House. Yeah. Uh, it was um, one of the first, well, the first ever stone kegs in Australia. Oh, yeah, US. Yeah, yeah, right. Pretty, uh, nice. Amazing party. Although in in my mind that um, you single handedly carried the two uh, underneath your arms and, uh, <laughs> and walked through the ALS, like kicking the door open. <laughs> and Greg jumped on the bar and did his whole sermon, but it was a good exactly. party. Good party. Mm-hmm. I think I carried away. <laughs> Look, that doesn't really that doesn't really surprise me. It's the ALS, you know. Um, okay. Why the eighty six? Why why Collingwood? Why? Fitzroy, technically. Oh, for the site? Yeah. Oh, uh, well, we were looking um, all over inner Melbourne. Um, I live in North Melbourne, served in Camberwell. We were looking sort of anywhere between South Yarra um, all the way around to Footscray near Mm -hmm. our mates. Mm -hmm. And it's very tricky to find the right zoning. I would have loved to have been uh, near North Melbourne where I live. Um, How convenient. But very, yeah, I could have just (laughs) walked to work. But um, it's really tricky because there's a lot of zoning changes or they're encouraging development in mixed-use mm-hmm. zoning. And for a brewery or even a, even a small brewery and tasting room like the incubator here, we would need a certain zoning. And I warn a lot of you know people that are looking to set up a site to be careful. Um, but, yeah, Commercial 2 is ideal, which is down where Bodrigi Stomping Ground mm-hmm. is. And commercial one is the other option, but you wouldn't be able to build a big production brewery in commercial one, which is where we are. But in back in North Melbourne, there is just nothing for it. Uh, even Footscray, you know, talking mm-hmm. to the Hop Nation guys, it's challenging being yeah. so close to the port. Yeah. In Coot mm-hmm. Island, there's limits on how many people they can have in such a risky area, given the Coot Island history. 
Um, and in South Yarra, you'd be in to a much smaller higher rent situation as well. So Brunswick? Uh, Brunswick, you'd have to find the right pocket. There is a pocket up near uh, some factory uh, manufacturing further up on the right in East Brunswick, I believe there's a pocket. Yeah, well, when I'm always up on my belt, I'm sort of looking down, I'm like, stick a brewery there, stick a brewery there. But I guess, and that's the perfect point, you're on a balcony where there are apartments now, and that's what they're encouraging in a lot of those sites. So if it's mixed use, then it's encouraged for redevelopment and um, makes it challenging to find the right spot. I guess we lucked out finding one that had been neglected and maybe it was so ugly people just didn't look at it. <laughs> well, we did. I mean, I have bought down here many times that have never really noticed no space. Not. Yeah, yeah. Until then, we sort of noticed it. It's like, oh, wow, that's, that was definitely... I mean, obviously, you guys have redone it. It doesn't look anything like... No. Not, yeah, it, it was, here. And it was something that was, an I guess, an eyesore or something you ignored. But, um, but yeah, we looked around all over and... Had to find something that had a little bit of space because half of the half of the space is dedicated to brewing equipment. Only a third. Um, I wish it was half. I'm still trying to get a few more square <laughs> metres back. But I can yeah, tell you, so, <laughs> the line is in the middle. <laughs> but uh, I mean, you add the loading bay as well. It's it's mm. you know you really do need quite a bit of space for yeah. a, even a small brew house yeah. And, yeah. and brewery cellar. It's a cool room. Um, so it's uh, it is challenging. So so, I mean because. Okay, so how much beer do you actually brew here versus... Obviously, uh, there's, we, uh, there must be a facility elsewhere because I doubt um, all of my six-packs are coming from here. Yeah, so we brew uh, production beers, Obsession and IPA, out of Stone and Woods Brewery in Newnham. Oh, of course. And the guys are business partners that helped mm. us get started. And, Good old Square, and, um, square yeah, back, Well, yeah, so yeah. Square Keg Sales and Distribution mm. for um, our brand and, and other beers and kombucha tea and... Ciders oh, yeah, as well. I've, I've seen that at my cafe. It's like a kombucha from the people who own no, uh, no stone and wood. And so, like, what the hell? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The old sheds now making kombucha <laughs> in Byron Bay because they're, uh, yeah, you've, you've got all the right mm. setup for making good fermented liquids. Hey, um, but, um, but yeah, I guess so. That That is always going to be a production. So, we have great quality control. Um, great practices, Sam. Yeah, that's there. where I that's where I came from previously. Ah. So I've actually been brewing up there from the start when Food Station's first batch went on. Um, that's just how I got to know. Tom. Welcome, Melbourne. Yeah, geez. Well, actually, coming back. So I was from Melbourne originally. Had gone up there to get my first job in brewing, and then keen to get back to Melbourne at some point. So uh, yeah, struck up a conversation with Tommy and sort of yeah worked on it hard and you know found myself lucky enough to be back mm-hmm. here. Sam's but, uh, wife wanted to move back to Melbourne. She's pretty so. keen too. So, you know, <laughs> that, 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 that's a good motivator. But, uh, yeah. And uh, in answer to your question, though, yeah, so fixation and obsession still always out of there, but mm-hmm. the rest of the beer um, I'm brewing down here year round. So it should be at oh, least wow. eight beers brewed on site down here at any one time. Uh, when we do occasionally do a, a run of squish in cans, mm-hmm. which we've been using East Coast canning to mm-hmm. help out with that, um, that'll still be from yeah, interstate as well. Now. So packaged beer is not produced here, but yeah, all kegs year round. Yeah, we certainly set this up with the brewer in mind that we could never mm. have a canning or bottling line, and, <laughs> yeah. and that means it's uh, a very favourable position for a brewer to not have to worry about any yeah. packaging. Mm. Really, we we serve direct from four serving tanks and have uh, kegs of other products, but yeah, eight out of the ten taps are brewed on site here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, which is pretty impressive and a little bit like. A, a little bit daunting that, um, I mean, how do you cope with demand? What if what if this place goes from um, um, be, uh, being, like, busy to being, uh, like, you can't move? Yeah, so look, we are sort of moderating, I guess, a little bit by being sort of a tasting room, first and foremost.
almost. So it'd be great if things do go really well and we can scale it up and probably enough room to put in some double height fermenters if need be in here. Um, oh. But yeah, so I've got a little bit of vertical height to sort of play around with. Um, but yeah, we are sort of focusing on more so as a sort of space for recipe development to be able to come in, have a few beers, try it and sort of go from there. Um, so we sort of mentioned we're not sort of doing food or other things or trying to compete directly, you know, it's being a huge brew pub trying to take over the world, just trying to make good beer and yeah, get people to enjoy it. Can bring food in? Certainly can. That's the um, first I've yeah. heard of the double-sized fermenters, Sam. I'm a bit scared. We deliberately tried to make the space a tasting room and sell a door, almost a, a brewery and tasting room. And, and if people would love a pizza or some mm. food. Well, you've got Red Sparrow in there still. Two yeah. doors away is great wood oven pizzas. And, and, um, and there's probably 20 food operators on Smith Street. Yeah. And the last thing we needed to do was try and bring more food into the area. So, and 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 really, this is our stainless steel. Uh, the brewery is our kitchen, and we can have fun making beers, and, and we can let other people know food, make good food. We do have some flexibility even through the current setup with fermenters and bright tanks, and being able to rack out to kegs. Um, if I get up to brewing a couple of times a week. Uh, through this system, then that's turning over a fair volume for this sort of size venue. That'll be getting up towards, you know, 20 kegs a week brewed on site, which would be a lot for the size of the space that we're in. So it'd be nice if it happens, but yeah, we sort of set ourselves up to be flexible and adaptable with what the space is. Well, just, what's, uh, what's, what's behind you? Uh, building no there, uh, so behind. design studio behind us. We've got a, a clothing store, um, Bushdorf Rave outfits uh, to our left. <laughs> Are really cool people as well. Um, Coffee yeah. and uh, Red Sparrow Pizza, Dan mm. Murphy's across this way, and a share mm. working space, um, United Co. across the road. So, so if you don't convert people, you know, new people to IPAs, they can always go to Dan's and get their ass. Uh, yeah, that's, yeah like, that's right. We see, <laughs> we see quite a, quite a few people walking out with, um, you know, furfies and the like, and we're like, well, they're on the way. They're yeah. on the way. Maybe we'll just keep... Uh, keep Keep wishing. Uh, well, I mean, that is kind of, I, I feel like that's one of those things where it's sort of, you know, for earth, uh, people don't really realise that Furphy is our little creatures. Yeah. And that, you know, that's a step towards something else. That's right. Before yeah. you know it, it's something else after that. And it's someone stepping up in price point mm, to, mm. you know, something that for them is, yeah, a, a, an early uh, stage craft beer maybe and... Who knows where they end up? They could end up on IPAs. <laughs> That's it. Look, they better end up on IPAs. <laughs> but there was that guy I used to work with who I took him on a journey from. Um, oh yes. I took him on a journey from Furfies to uh, Pirate Life Double IPAs and uh, <laughs> all kinds and of uh, weird and like raspberry barrel aged stouts well, in the course of one night. I like to think Paul helped. <laughs> Guy Mick Bentley, who now runs Mountain Gate Brewery, who was my oh, old yes. colleague. Oh yeah. I think he got him into. You got Paul, yeah. It was all uh, Mick. It was all Mick. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was drinking, um, you know, yeah. um, Cascade Light. And I believe he said his favourite beer at the time was the Atomic um, Gage Roads. When, when I was reporting to him. Oh, God. <laughs> We've certainly sorted him out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, that's our problem solved. I mean, do you still? Uh, are we? Ever, are we? Because obviously, you used to work for Mountain Gate. Yeah. Um, are we ever going to see a, um, a fixation mountain goat collaboration? Oh well, yeah. I'm still really good mates with um, Shane and uh, a few of the brewers there. Uh, Dave Eddy, the head right, brewer. Kenny, Kenny I, I've met Kenny a few times. He's a lovely guy, but uh, he wasn't there when I was there. Um, Dave Edney, um, Dave Edney's moved on to Sell Hops. He's uh, a you know, mate of ours, and 
a great brewer as well. Uh, Dave Brighton's still there, so yeah, maybe we, we've got um, we, we've got the uh, the old Delmont IPA we released there once uh, still <laughs> up our sleeve, so we might have to. Given Asahi now now own the intellectual mm. property, we might have to call it the Del Monte or something. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> well, that's not bad. I could uh, like that. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll sneak it out <laughs> just in the incubator, maybe, <laughs> for my birthday. But, so, okay, so... Too small to sue. That's the, that's the key. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that, that's, that's always been my dream. Too small to sue. Um, okay, so before we all finish up these, we should actually talk about what we're drinking. Yeah. Um, yeah, nah, Sam. Yeah, so uh, yeah. as we sort of uh, go through the list of uh, of IPAs, um, sort of work through yeah, styles and regions or hops or whatnot, uh, we thought, you know, being uh, set up here, we've traditionally really focused on American hops has been the bread and butter of um, fixation since the start, all West Coast sort of style beers. Having this space has given us some more flexibility to use a few other different hop styles, and uh, we thought what better way to do it than do an all-Australian IPA um, coming into the summer. Uh, most of the hops I've been using are quite sort of tropical and fruity and punchy. I've noticed also the IBUs tending to sort of slope down a, a little bit uh, as sort of people are going to more that sort of tropical flavour and things. So I thought as it's heating up, it'd be cool to do something at a slightly lower ABV with a little bit okay. more of hop bitterness and with, yeah, all Australian molten hops for a sort of refreshing summer beer. Um, uh, uh, what... Define. Uh, we had this conversation a couple of years ago, and mm. then we got into a big debate over it. But okay, so this is an Australian IPA. Yep. Uh, is the only thing that makes an Australian IP- IPA the hops, or is it is that a specific style? Can I look up at some sort of dictionary of beer styles? And get it? Uh, no, no, it's not a no. style. It's just we're we're um, using all Australian ingredients and and sharing a totally different hop character uh, in the style so it's yeah. still and an IPA me, in general yeah, for me it did sort of fall into uh, along the ABV lines um, and also a perception of dryness with a real hop focus so for us all the IPAs are trying to make quite dry um, mm. and then with a real loading of hops on the end to push it beyond that sort of pale ale XPA mm-hmm. malt driven um, focus into yeah, definitely more of a focus on the hops it's always goes out how long's a piece of string. I've just been reading Mitch Steele's IPA book at the moment, and even <laughs> from the historical records of IPAs from three and a half percent to you know 12, 13, 15 percent IPAs back in the day from Burton on Trent. So, um, we'll, we'll play in that game, but for us, definitely, it's it's along the sort of the, the dry with a real big hot presence in there. Uh, Though the, you, you kind of glossed over that there's an entire book just devoted to IPAs, there's several, several. yeah. Yeah. Um, are, are they printed by people in dungeons with like um, <laughs> no actually some really amazing an, an, yeah. an old there HP are heroes don't yeah, talk yeah, about yeah. heroes like that no, some really really good stuff um, <laughs> from the states uh, and heaps of books yeah, Mitch Seal who was the former brewmaster at Stone Brewing has got an excellent book uh, just on particularly making this IPAs to style and then another one I've gone through Dick Cantwell's Brewing Eclectic IPAs which is sort of more on the forefront of what yeah, a lot of the breweries are doing in the states pushing that traditional definition into some pretty crazy and areas. another classic book for the love of hops as well yeah as well. Um, but yeah yeah nah and also could you get a more Australian name than yeah nah yeah, nah. yeah. so nah. Bruton is just Australian yeah, IPA is nah. a sort of working name and then our bar manager is uh, Irish we go we need a good name for it and he goes all over here, you guys saying down here is yeah nah this and you know yeah is it good? oh yeah nah it's alright yeah 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 nah you know and, uh, do you want we, one yeah nah yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 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 
but uh, <laughs> we sort of caught ourselves saying it a lot and thought it uh, summed up the, the beer pretty well. So uh, yeah, just uh, in terms of sort of a bit of, bit about it, yeah, um, Barrett Burston ale malt and a bit of wheat malt, pretty simple malt base, and then uh, the hops we have been using more sort of tropical hops so in this I wanted to go a bit the other way so Ella um, which is a more sort of floral herbal Australian hop uh, and Enigma uh, which I'd first tried in a uh, Bridge Roads uh, single hop IPA maybe six months ago. Yeah. Oh yes, and it we, really, uh, well, yeah. yeah, really surprised me. It was fresh. Um, we did a dinner with Ben Krause and it sort of really I was very surprised by it and so I've been trying to put in a couple of things here and there after that. Well, I get. Uh, we'll get to what other people say in a second. I guess I, I, I never really thought about this concept of um, brewers going to brewers going to situations or going to buying a certain beer and saying, "Oh God, I really like that hop. I'm going to buy that hop for my beer." Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like a market within a market, a wheel. Yeah, yeah. You always try hop. and take inspiration. Benny Krauss has been yeah. making some awesome single hop beers for years. Yeah, well, we did an episode where mm. we did the. And the big a, secret, Ella, Enigma, and what was the other one? Uh, Galaxy. Galaxy. It must have been, yeah. Um, we did a, um, and people can listen to two of those because the other two got lost in te- technology. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, and we did an IPA masterclass and we chose to have Ben as a you know, other brewer, uh, brewery present. And, um, yeah, the correct uh, term is rival. Oh. A bitter, bitter rival. Yeah, we're, t- we're too friendly. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, in in little craft beer land, you know, it's it's the ninety percent that we need to worry about. Oh, no, it's the ones that you think are your friends that you got to worry about. <laughs> <laughs> Those pirates. Um, but yeah, I think um, yeah, it was it was a great eye opener to have some single hot beers and yeah. and you know we've done our first one with the Brood IPA, a Simcoe single hop beer as well. But yeah, we'd love to. We've, well, we've been I've been I've been mentioned this a lot over the past two weeks where. I love that single hop series and BrewDog obviously did their single hop series and not many yeah. people do it. I just love the idea of going, because I am still pretty much a novice when it comes to hops. Like I can't drink a beer still and say, unless it's Mandarina, which I love, I can't drink a beer and be like, bang, that's that hop. But it's pretty tricky. Even as a brewer. Yeah, I love the idea of being I have the same beer, you know, like four times with a different mm-hmm. hop and can really be like, oh yeah, I yeah, you know, I know I like that hop, and I know what the characteristic I like of it. Hats off it to is, Ben; he's brave yeah. enough to do it. It's pretty tricky, okay, and it's it ends up well, it's a great concept. But to actually plan your mm. brew schedule to have those <laughs> oh, beers yeah, finished yeah. at the same fresh. time, yeah. fresh, so you can it's all well and good having a single hop series. But if they're you know brewed one week after yeah. the other, and you've got, yeah, yeah. the fourth beer's four you've weeks older than the first, yeah, yeah. yeah I haven't thought about that. But so, he really yeah. he really nails it in terms of getting the same base recipe, but letting the hops shine through. And I found he's done a great job as well with the new uh, with the hop harvest pail as well mm. keeps it really lean background in terms of the the beer style and really just lets the fresh hops shine but yeah that's benny yeah. so what are people saying about this beer what are people saying about it ah, it's here um, brace yourselves oh, so Rob, we should have picked we should have <laughs> had a look before we <laughs> so my, uh, rasmus g he's back the, again the fabled rasmus he's the new michael helm oh, god we ever meet, if we ever meet Michael Helm. Nothing exciting, but sometimes that's all you want, 3.5. But here's the thing, location-wise, is there a reason, I see you're a verified venue on Untapped. Is there a reason that the, an incubator, is in lowercase and not capitalised? Uh, we just like the font. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. the word, I mean, that's the science. Yeah, he's, uh, yeah, he's thinking too hard about it. Yeah. 
Oh, it's a design touch. Just it to look nice yeah. design. Yep. That's a good reason. That's yeah. a valid reason. That's a yeah. perfectly it's valid reason. It's the same font that we have about the, the magical ingredient, the humble hop on the wall. Yeah. Um, oh, that's it's, a, a, it's a font that we use in a... It's not Clarendon. Um, marketing. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Oh, type, it's like an old yeah, prototype mean, font. But, anyway. People always ask us if Bine was a mistake on the wall as well. Bine, not Bine. <laughs> no, no, it's Hop Bine. I'll see. Uh, now, I just feel guilty that I haven't looked at your, um, like, all the words on your walls. I won't leave until I check. <laughs> when you're waiting fun. for a friend, you yeah. Rasmus is just making friends. His mate, Raw Punk, has commented, oh, no, you should have come to the gash. And then Rasmus responded, the famous words of Valdemar Atterdag, tomorrow is another day, winky face. <laughs> um, uh, yes, denar. Very dry, very dry on the palate. Strong bitterness. Would probably rate this higher on a scorching hot day. But yeah, hyphen nah, not bad. Three stars, I'm afraid. We sort of a uh, yeah, with the, with the name, uh, put it, put ourselves out there for a few reviews and just like yeah, nah, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it's, we could have put yeah, nah, yeah. yeah, well, yeah. well, Rob <laughs> gave it four stars. Had it here, said yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like Rob. <laughs> yeah. Puppy Pete. Okay, Peter Rowland. Oh, God, what is Hoppy Pete? He gave it four stars. I love Enigma. Awesome well, it's not, not Enigma, you know. He's a, yeah. I want to see what he rate. Oh, we should... Yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll need to find out. You yes. could do... You, what was that one, Enigma? Um, oh, he... It was the that, juice. Yeah, the Mills. Um, I can't believe he loved it. Juice. It's like the first Enigma he's ever, like, not given, like, two stars and said, yeah. this is, like, the worst beer ever. Yeah. It's a nice, bright Enigma. Yeah. Mm. I, I do like that the first person who had this was the great Rosie. Yeah. yeah, so it was here the day. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it's just, just tapped been tapped up. I think that's three point seven five from Rosie. Yeah, nice. So, all right, um, flipping this around because I ask everyone this, so you're not on your own here. Um, if if you were just a if you're a random person who maybe walked walked down the street and you're like, yeah, yeah, I, I just feel like a beer, um, and you walk in here and you bought the air nah, how would you rate? Pretty tasty beer. Probably challenging if you're not a craft beer drinker, but yeah, pretty tasty. Um, pretty hop driven. Yeah, uh, just trying to have something yeah really nice and clean in it. I guess uh, if you were into hops and you'd kind of maybe go, oh, I don't know, I'm not sure about this because it's a bit different to the sort of tropical flavour for it. But also in context, we're trying to have a, a list that you know spreads mm. the spectrum about what's sort of going on. So um, this for me, yeah, my hot summer day beer, nice and dry, bitter, and yeah. If that was your first beer and you walked in here and you didn't know anything about IPAs, then you've you'd be going across the road and get yeah. perfect. You've already mm. jumped the uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you've jumped a few easier drinkers yeah. there as well. That's yeah. good. Well, this is near Easy Street. Yes, true. Couldn't true. resist. Well, there is a beer. Oh yeah, the Easy Street. Yes, <laughs> no, and it's also three point six. I like that angle. Yeah, that's it. Easy um, by name. So, what would you guys rate it out of five? A year nah. Yeah, nah. Oh, yeah. I, I, well, it's pretty nah. hard. It's like saying, you know, how, yeah. how's your kid? Is, uh, well, I don't want you to rate your children, um, just your beer. I, I'd, I'm not a massive, like, Aussie hop guy. I, I love American hops. It's uh, all the hops we used for the first few years were American. Um, but I'd probably go 3.75. I reckon it's a really good, well-made Australian hop type here. Yeah, I'd agree. I'd rate around there. I think um, Paul was sort of hoping to get out of it. It's, yeah, it's a, it's a good, solid IPA. Paul? Um, exactly the same. Um, 3.75. Yeah. 
it is, it is awkward when we all have the exact same rating. Yeah, yeah. 3.75. That's, that's exactly yeah. what I expect. And we are back. And we're on to our second beer for the night. And what have we got, people? We've got uh, the 86. The 86. Uh, topical, I guess. Strangely appropriate. That's it. Perfectly. And... All right, so, you know, for the people who don't understand how IPAs work, what, uh, what is the difference between uh, the Yenna and the 86? So, different styles, um, yeah, d- different style of IPA, um, where the uh, Yenna is very much a, sort of a, a clean malt profile, um, bitter uh, Australian yeah, hop-driven IPA. Um, the 86 is definitely pushing towards more of the hazy American style. So... Um, we shy away from New England on this one um, because we're still using our uh, standard uh, house yeast, which is the USO mm. 5 yeast strain. Uh, and also, it tends to be a little bit more bitter than a New England style would be intentionally. Ah. So, um, this is a moderately bitter, hazy IPA with um, yeah, sort of an American ale yeast. Uh, so, so, we're technically calling this a hazy, non New England? Yeah, yeah, that's all I was saying. I mean, we're yeah, shying yeah. away from the mm. East yeah. Coast or yeah. Vermont. We're so, we do have, we do have some New Englands in the works at the moment. Um, Tom's was out. We well, apparently, they're, apparently they're popular and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I've heard, I've heard that. And I guess <laughs> having a, yeah, not really had the sort of freedom to play around with those sort of styles with fixation, sort of making, you know, four very strong mm-hmm. beers for two and a half years. Yeah. Um, we've opened the gates and gone, okay, fill 10 taps. Uh, we're always <laughs> going to have something something in there. So the New England style's definitely out. We have them. But uh, this is, yeah, our, our hazy IPA. And I guess this is one of the beers, like Easy Street, that we regularly or almost always want to have available mm. at the incubator. Well, especially because you're on the body 86. That's ties too. in yeah. nicely. Yeah. Well, you're going to, with that US sort of theme to your mm. beers, you're going to do that thing that we just discussed in the last episode where a lot of US breweries don't use the term New England IPA. You'll go and they'll just do an IPAs and some will be New England style and hazy, but you don't know by... That's not what you're ordering it based on. Yeah. yeah. We, advertising, we, is that? When people order this, they order the 86 and... There's no real descriptor that says you yeah, know, yeah. that it's a New England. We just we do say it's hazy from the wheat and oats and yeah, it's a lot of a lot of a uh, lot of wheat mould and particularly rolled oats in this one plays a big percentage of the grist bill. A uh, very simple grain bill, just a uh, yeah, Marisota uh, base mould and then rolled oats and wheat mould, uh, but definitely has the haze. Big big dry hop. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it is it utterly fascinates me in that you know because you know I talked about my barley story how you know I came back and all I wanted was an IPA mm-hmm. I wouldn't have known like I, you know I I know about like you know red IPAs and I know about New England IPAs and I know about like black, know, IPAs. black IPAs and say fixation IPAs and but then that um, I wouldn't uh, if I think about it I would be like. I have no idea that there's like you know so many different styles of IPA that you can just build, and the little taste completely different. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. And I mean, our focus isn't really to be to a particular style or just go. This is you know this sort of beer. You know, we sort of sit around and chat and go, what do we want to brew? As a lot of those other American breweries that don't sort of label them and go, you know, this is the beer we're going to make. So we try not to be too dictated by style more than just yeah what we think we can get out of a 
for the different beers. And people put double dry hopped as a marketing term. Well, most of, in fact, almost all our beers are double dry hopped. Yeah. And, and then have you considered? A, I'm sure. Carlton, yeah, yeah, I think we, I think, we I think we've done it once before. I think Kelp um, mids double dry hopped. Is like it? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it means next to yeah, nothing yeah, when you use it. Really, yeah, it tastes but, very similar. Yeah. I, like, I think we've got our American, you know, a straight up beautifully American balanced IPA and a fixation mm, IPA. Yeah. So that gives us a lot of free range yeah. on the rest mm, of the. Mm. The incubator brews. Yeah. But talking about hop, hopping, this is, yeah, hopped uh, regularly and excessively. So through hot side, whirlpool, start firm, end firm, maturation and chill at all stages. So, yeah, I guess that's taking some inspiration mm. from the sort of US style of just over-the-top hopping. Um, to, yeah, if there's an opening to put in so imagine all the Imagine all the initials you could put on the... Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. QDH, quadruple. Mm. Well... But before we go on to what people are saying, because I just skipped over it for a second, are we going to see a red RPA in the line? Oh, for sure. Yeah, in fact, definitely. We've got a uh, we've got a little uh, little Christmas red in tank uh, bubbling away at the moment. Oh, so a bit of an exclusive. Yeah, <laughs> Christmas favourite beer is yes. the red RPA. Yeah. So by the time the podcast goes on, it should be. I'll be on tap. That is excellent news to hear because I always uh, I always look for red IPAs. Like my favourite is obviously the former tenant. It's very solid. It's, Lovely beer. We can get something uh, somewhere near that mark on our first crack. <laughs> we're not aiming for seven point eight percent. No, no, that's definitely uh, one of the best going around. Hey, as long as you're not beer. charging thirteen dollars a can. Well, yeah. I'm going to be hanging out with those guys on Saturday at the backyard invitation. Well, sorry, in Brisbane. So if you go back three weeks from when you're mm. listening to this, um, but, um, <laughs> but you're yeah. going to be uh, enjoying some former tenants, Dennis. Mm. It's yeah. a it's a beautiful red IPA. Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, and um, we're aiming for low sixes, I think, Sam. Yeah, on the about about six percent, six two, somewhere in there. It drinks like a six. Drinks yeah. like a six. I can't believe we've dragged that back for this season. Yeah, well, it originated with Heath. Mm, good Just point. Just like the road. Yeah, drinks like a six. Yeah. So I'm saying about every beer he tried. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love Heath. As in, drinks like a six percent or drinks yeah. like mm, a, mm. yeah. The star. So why don't we find out what people are saying about this beer? Yeah, yeah. Okay, no one said it drove like a six. But <laughs> no. Well, it is, it is a six point two. So it's pretty pretty close. <laughs> yeah. Near enough a six. But all right, and uh, I guess it was leading. This has been the uh, first beer we've done multiple batches of, sort of regularly through here. So I'm just actually brewing up. Uh, by the time it's on air, we'll have our fourth batch of this beer on tap at the venue. So mm-hmm. it's uh, yeah, going around a few times. Definitely a popular brew. But do you do you feel it like you've... it's one of your most popular breweries? <laughs> and, uh, it is apart from the fixation IPA and and the fix. So it's your third most popular mm. beer. Yeah, it's been uh, been doing doing do, well. Do, does it does it change with every batch? Well, because I've only brewed it four times, it is still evolving a little bit. Um, so I have tweaked it, played it a little bit with the bitterness units at the start. I ordered the wrong malt for the third batch, so I had to make it a little bit of Pilsner malt instead of uh, some, some uh, other malts. But uh, basically trying to hopefully as we go through it. No, nothing fundamental has changed, I should say. A little okay. couple of things here and there. And we embrace but, uh, a little bit of batch variation. Um, well, but, but we That's have, a good thing. Yeah, yeah, and we notice, like, we serve straight out of 600-litre serving tanks here. So we notice, uh, yeah, we're pretty lucky. We're drinking beer the day it's, you know, yeah. ready. And then we're, you know, we're trying it a few weeks after that, and we notice a little yeah. subtle change. And, again, that's, that's why we call the venue the incubator. It's mm. not 
trying to be out here and be the same thing every every single time, but trying to yeah, make you know and improve the recipes as we go. Probably yeah, it makes it tricky for untapped check-ins when the yeah. beard changes a little bit. It, it makes yeah. it entertaining, and you can watch it. Or you can you know spreadsheet the whole thing and watch how it turns. Yeah. Um, although, out of curiosity, have you ever had someone come in? You know, because obviously you've changed it slightly over the, um, the four batches. Yep. Have you ever had someone come in um, who was here at the beginning and say, "I really preferred it when it tasted like the first batch." No one. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, they, 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 these changes these change we're talking about sort of plus or minus 10 to 15 IBUs <laughs> and, you know, plus or minus 5% of a grain yeah. bill. It's nothing that's fundamentally different about the beer. It's um, hardly an AIBA judge that could pick the yeah. variation over time. And also, in, what are we talking, eight weeks, we've had three different versions on, so mm-hmm. it's always been so fresh anyway. It's, it's fresher than, you know, um, yeah. Most, most packaged beer in <laughs> Australia. <laughs> um, Paul, what are, what are people saying? Well, I'm Effie Joe. He's done one just for Jeff. <laughs> Wait, check in from Melbourne trip, 4.25. <laughs> ah, nice. Old. <laughs> yeah, what else? Yeah. What have people checked in? Occasionally people have put like... Well, someone, someone's done the game that we play. They've checked this in at Yes Sushi, Yes Juice. Oh, yes. Three, four dollars yeah. away. That's oh, yeah, shut. yeah, nice. A, that was A Happy M. Well, yeah, 3.75. Must have been tasting pretty good up there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Didn't well, know they got a keg. <laughs> oh, God, that would be fun. Yeah. I mean, we, we end up having random check-ins at, say, Jorovich Pathologies. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's like, they, we can always find one. Oh, this one. Man Flesh. At Fixation Brew. Oh, it's all going to be here. Pretty good straight out of the all caps tank exclamation mark explosive emoji explosive emoji explosive emoji. Pretty good. Big game three point seven five. I would say that comment is like you'd be that'd be. If I get if I had a comment like that, I'd be giving a beer at least a four. I, I, I just yeah. want all these things to have ex- explosive. I reckon emojis. each explosive emoji has got to be worth point two five at least. I would think so. Um. So <laughs> so Mark B said very nice. Getting a lot of citra notes. Is is there any? Uh, Yes. There is uh, there is citra hops in it, yeah. So it's uh, driven pretty equally. Uh, this one by uh, Citra and Mosaic and Galaxy. So team effort, the, yeah. Team effort on the tropical hop front on this one. But we love a blend. Well, and of course, Tom W then responded with, "My old stomping ground in Melbourne. Why did you, why did all the breweries appear when I moved on? Cheers, mate. Um, <laughs> I, I blame I blame you for this, Tom. <laughs> Sorry." Yeah. Sorry, Mr. Uh, Tom, w. Tom W. And Mark B. responded with, This place has be- had BYO food, ellipsis, definitely worth checking out, smiley face. Yeah. There you go. Nice. We, oh, I forgot to say, we do have cashew nuts and potato chips, but that's about it. Yeah. Are they good potato chips? No, Mr. Hottest. No, Mr. Hottest. No, Mr. Hottest. We're wait, trying down. to get them in just for you guys. <laughs> yeah. Damn it. You really want to be stepping up your game. Brew <laughs> <laughs> <For> a beer. This <laughs> yeah. beer contains a... The palate's low worth of it. I've got a chili IPA. Chili New England. Maybe I'm into like it. April Fool's joke. Not so much. <laughs> in New I, I love spice in beer, and I think chili does work really well for IPA. So ne- next year, watch this space. There'll be some, there'll be stuff with chili. It's kind of nice. Yeah. Um, anyway, Andrew F. Obviously here again. Tweet four stars. Thanks, for Andrew. Um. Uh, what else have we got? Um. Lots of pictures, which is always a good sign. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, uh, Andre B. Delicious at the brewery, obviously. Delicious. Double exclamation mark. Uh, great. Enjoyed fresh at the incubator. And they've spelled incubator lowercase. This there is a go. win, I think. Um, how many stars? 
Oh, sorry, that was my fault. Um, this may be more difficult to find than it sounds. I think... Um, Make it distracted, you know. At the moment, this is... Uh, well, and probably ongoing, this is one of the beers that we would only have here. Mm. The 86, it's, it ties in locally. It's a, a beer that we would always want to control how it's served. Mm, mm. Um, being, being a hazy IPA, we just know the stability's not there. The, you know, it's not a great one to package for mm. a lot. I've seen a lot of... Uh, good beers go bad sitting on know, ambient and shelves around the country. Yeah. And, and we all we all see the pictures on the on, on the threads of like um, brown yes, crazy yeah. IPAs. And yeah. and you just uh, the really sad part is that you know the brewer doesn't intend it, um, but then it's there and it's like this is uh, you just feel terrible. Mm. Yeah, and we're quality is really important. Our motto is life is short, drink mm. fresh. Okay. And we, I um, approve that. We don't want people to get a bad fixation beer. Mm. Uh, one thing, uh, one thing I will just ask quickly: um, You're wearing a Smith Street Band t-shirt. I am. Um, why is there no Lee Hartney? Ah, uh, we sold out. We, the two kegs went in like two days. Damn it! Yeah, we. I, I just bought a six pack. Uh, um, sorry, a four pack. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm saving a few. Day. I'm saving a few for Lee Hartney for Christmas, which I haven't told him. I'm going to surprise him. Um, but, um, Lee, if you're listening, um, it was a nice, uh, nice, fun collaboration. Yeah. And they're lovely, lovely people, and it's such a good beer. Ah, awesome. Double dry hops, citra and amarillo, four point five percent, and it was perfect for the beer festival that they were headlining. But well, that well, that total, totally makes sense because I actually okay, I didn't go to a beer festival. But what I did do was um, I had uh, I was on my way to IKEA to buy a load of stuff to um, build. And it was a nice sunny day. And I'm going past some McCoppins on the way there. And it's sort of like, once I finish this, I'm going to want something that's <laughs> um, like, I'm going to want something hoppy. I'm going to want something refreshing. Mm-hmm. And I realized I didn't have anything like that. And so I bought like, uh, I bought four of them at the McCoppins on the way through. Oh, nice. And it was like, that worked out perfectly. Yeah. yeah. Again, another hot day beer. The, uh, it's for the beer insider event, which is held up in Brisbane. Mm. So I needed to have something that sort of, you know, was nice in that sort of heat. So definitely a warm day beer. Yeah, the guys didn't uh, want to make a seven percenter with us. And we had them to the brewery and it's rude. Uh, a couple of times. And um, yeah, it hit the right mark. And had a lot of fun with the packaging as well. But, which is kind of cool. <laughs> um, so what do we think about this beer? Paul? Um, give it a four. It's, um, I think it actually follows on similarly to the cosmic, uh, cosmic microwave. microwave, but I actually get similar similar things about that. It's, that whole it's not a super juicy you know, New mm. England IPA, but, but which I quite like. It's just yeah, it's got that nice, just nice flavor, beautiful mouth mouthfeel. The hops come through nicely. It's not too bitter. It's yeah, it's a it's a tasty yeah. beer. But uh, I. Yeah, I totally agree. Although I would probably, uh, I prefer the. Uh, it, it to me, it's a three point seven five only because it's um, a little bit a little bit juicier than I look for. Um, but that's just me. Um, yeah. But um, you know, kick me out of kick me out of your bin. Yeah, yeah, fine. yeah. No, um, <laughs> um, there's plenty of places to sash the body. There's the door. Um, <laughs> there's Dan Murphy's. Yeah. Exactly. There's I'll get I'll get me a furphy. Lager. Um, I uh, I love the mouthfeel of this beer. I love the aroma and, and flavour. I think it's balanced and and uh, 
and there's a reason why it's the most popular bit. We can almost watch the the tank go down uh, yeah. when there's a, you know, uh, a tank on um, the serving uh, tap there. And um, I, I, for me, it's yeah, at least a four star beer. Yeah, we're on the same lines. I'd say I, I like this as a, as a four. Um, I think with all these being pretty early day beers and you know some mm. new yeast and setup and things, we're not sort of coming out going you know, fixation every beers you know five stars it's the best thing around like, we're pretty, pretty I, would love yeah, it. I would love if you guys were doing that sort yeah. of like with some sort of soundtrack behind you maybe like the, a yeah. uh, like David SK every beer every collaboration they do instant five stars oh yeah good point maybe we should but uh, they are great beers that they do and Jeff yeah. it's the only beers he ever gives five stars or collaborations we do maybe, <laughs> maybe we should um, maybe we should release a five star uh, untapped beer Five star yeah. IPA. It's just called five yes, star. Yes, five star IPA. But, um, yeah. But yes. yeah, I think um, yeah, it, it hits the mark for a lot of people. This mm. beer. It's good beer. Mm. It is great beer. I so, think this could be one. This would be a good conversion to people that haven't tried mm, New England mm. style IPAs, and they say it's something you know really juicy and tropical, mm. not a real beer. And this could be a good gateway to that style for them. And we've left room, yeah, like we've got, we've got a really, you know, fun plan of future brews and there's some pretty awesome stuff. That it's just nothing but New England, there. isn't it? It's, oh, no, it's just like it's eight gonna... taps of New England, New England with guava, New England if, with if, if it was, it'd just be to annoy Pete when he rides by every day <laughs> yeah, and yeah, he's wanting to go brewing. We should explain the, the joke, but there's one guy, a local mate of ours who hates sneepers and... Yeah, one day we just want to have, uh, on his birthday, we just want to have 10 neepers. Yes. We've brought him up many times, or mm-hmm. Carl brings him up quite a lot. Yes. Um, his, uh, I, I feel like craft beer is full of local legends and people who are sort of like... Um, yeah. um, Supporters and icons. Mm-hmm. Exactly. The, I mean, Rosie, we mentioned. Oh, of course. Mm-hmm. Legend. Has anyone ever released a New England IPA thing? called the Old England? The old, old England, England, England IPA. I reckon it's a brown yeah. one. It's yeah. going to be a brown one. A brown, <laughs> brown, brown New England IPA. It's meant to be oxidised. Yeah, yeah. Red New England. I've seen a red and a black New England and they look horrible. Mm. Well, they look red or black, I guess. Well, but murkiness they look kind of like... Well, New England I grew up Rogers. in Adelaide and they kind of look like the Murray water at the end of the Murray. Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. It's like the arrow. Yeah, not really um, a nice <laughs> colour. Actually, yeah. that would be awesome. A, the, a black IPA called the arrow. <laughs> well, there is a Brisbane River Brown. Ooh, that's a Ooh. solid brown. Ale. Are there brown IPAs? Uh, yeah, kind of hoppy browns, yeah. I guess. Not, more, I'm not so much. Nah, not yet. Mm. No, exactly. Our black IPA was nah, it was a black IPA. Yeah. So it sounds like we're ready for one more beer. Last Let's beer. Let's do it. And we're on to our last beer, and I will admit that I just had a sip of it before we started, and it is fucking brilliant. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> Sam, tell us. Yeah, so this is our uh, tropical IPA. So a, um, a sort of moderate uh, strength uh, base at 5.9%. Heap of big aromatic hop varieties, um, Galaxy, uh, Citra, and Enigma uh, in this one. And then ramped up by some additions of our mango, passion fruit, and lime to take oh. the tropical tone so, to another level. So we're into that kaju crush territory of um, well, dumping an entire tropical can of. Well, you, say of what that, uh, you say that, but I've heard kaiju's all hops. That's what the kaiju what? guys have told me. That's mm. just hops. No, uh, didn't they use them? Um, it, it always used the to golden be golden circle. Yeah, the juice. Golden, yeah. golden circle. Tr- oh, no, because yeah, yeah. they told me that 
It's just hops. They've told me several times. I don't know. But Kyle was uh, saying they didn't taste as tropical as he remembered. Yeah. So maybe they've given up actually, on the juice. Actually, I noticed that as well. Yeah. Whereas beer can from Mendoza yeah. has fruit mm. added. Yeah. But this is this definitely isn't a juice addition mm. to, to that point. So you're not having a heap of juice. But it is a, is a concentrate um, of the yeah, basically a concentrated version of the fruits that we get into it. So we're not adding any sweetness from a juice, but just really focusing on the aromatics of the flavour. Um, I can almost guarantee that. Uh, like summertime, I will just like yeah, I'll turn up here and I'll get like a pint of it, then get in a pint. Oh, so, so this actually cans of it. Yeah. No, no so get it here. you could bring a growler yeah. in. Yeah. Oh, so that's well, a, that's a really good point. So people can. Well, we're just ourselves? starting to work that out now. But yeah, we're allowed to. Yeah. We Look, can, but, and we've got to obviously we pay tax on. I was going to say by the time by the time this episode airs, you'll have yeah, worked this yeah. out. And we've ordered uh, uh, some squealers, uh, hundred uh, one liter. Squealers to fill mm. as well. I really need to get some squealers. We figured it's a local. A lot of people walk past every day from outside, and yeah. if they, they can stop in, and that is a true, hundred percent recyclable product. Mm. Yeah, know? that's a yeah. that's a really good thing to know. Yeah, yeah. the, so the keep cups of the beer world. They that's are. It. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's like the two drinks in <laughs> in our lives. You know, we have that's coffee in the keep cup, and then yeah, growlers yeah. of beer. That yeah. that actually makes me quite happy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, this beer, this beer it was actually the the first beer that uh, we did in here um, to start off. Uh, I mean, the first brew that ever went through the system and proved to be a big big success. We thought we'll play around with it and have some fun, you know, pushing this sort of tropical IPA thing to as far as we can um, to start off. And then because of the success of it, we thought it's no better time to bring it back than the start of summer. Um, and if you're listening, yeah, we should still have a couple of kegs down here at the brewery until it runs out. And it's yeah, it tastes through until Christmas. And this is. Um a little bit more balanced version than um, the very first beer we, we made, the Tropical. But, mm. um, yeah, this is um, just bang on. And was definitely one of the most popular beers we've mm. ever... Um, oh, I can understand that. In the two months we've been doing yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, That is... Yeah, it's, it's one of those things where it's... Uh, because there's so many fruits in it, then that suddenly that in, in instant, like... It's going to refresh me. This will be fantastic. Mm. It, it smells exactly me. like it tastes as well, which is not yeah. something yeah. you get from a lot of beers. Like you smell, you're like, oh yeah, and no, you drink it, you're like, and oh, no it lactose, like no sweeter. Some no. of them are mm. adding you know, lactose. I will admit, I love lactose beers. Oh, cool. mm. yeah. yeah, just just a huge bit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we'll definitely have some, some lactose coming out next year. And we've, so we've, got, we've got we've got a checklist of things to work through. Yeah. Like, we've got ten taps of IPA. There's probably going to be a lactose. But yeah, this one though, yeah. Very, again, very dry, sort of finishing on the palate, but moderately bitter. Sort of, you know, all the sort of things we look for in you know, favorite What is IPAs. the bitterness on this one? Sort of sits about 40 IBUs, yeah. 40, 45. Um, quick question on the um, IBU thing. Mm. Is that, uh, is there some sort of, I mean, obviously it's a rating that people add to things. It is, do you think it's actually accurate or? Uh, it depends on the method that you're using <laughs> to do it, whether it's done through an ISO octane extraction or an HPLC or a calculation off your brew sheets or there's so many different ways to do it and if people are calculating it off the alpha acids the freshness of the hops is it from the start of this year from later in the year how mm. the hops been stored yeah I could go on about this for far longer than <laughs> needs to be but uh, the point it's, is the point, it's, it, it can be a handy rating for some people but for us it's certainly not like this is it remember yeah. to me the, the first trend from when I first started getting into craft beer the first trend was the uh, 
IBU it's thing. Marketing. Like the, oh, that's, this is like a two million IBU. Well, like remember stupid we, shit remember like we that. bought McKellar's thousand IBU. Yeah. And you're like, you're drinking. Oh, like, yeah. Look, it's, it's hoppy. It was really not, balanced. You know, not, and I did, I did try bitter. a drop of ISO hops the other day that was 330,000 IBUs, and that's really bitter. I think I, I, the way I see it is it's it's a to mark it's a lab um, test that was has been sort of morphed into a marketing term, and mm-hmm. I don't think IBU is any indication of the quality of a beer. Um, and it refers not, to one one milligram of iso alpha acid, one milligram per liter. Um, it's a, it's a small amount, but it looks at one bittering fraction of the hop. Yeah, of hop oil, whereas it's not taking you know, beta acids and other bittering components and things that have a exceptional bitterness like yeast, or if you're using fruit, you get a fruit astringency and that sort of thing. So there, there's value in it, but it's certainly not the be all. And we have what's the other thing that's the EB, ABC? Uh, Color, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the, the ABF, um, the FBJ, the FBI, yeah, the FBI, yeah. But we yeah. have, we yeah. have, we, but we have bitterness <laughs> compounds. <laughs> On the, we have you know, bitterness compounds in alpha acids and, and isomerized alpha acids on the walls of the incubator, but bitterness to us is it has to be integrated and well balanced and part of the overall beer um, in, in, a, in a way that it is refreshing. Balanced and it's about the aroma, the stability, the yeah, flavour. We're bitterness. not just about <laughs> we're not just about making you know uh, a bitter hoppy beer for for that. So it's got to be well integrated yeah. into the whole. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you find yourself? Uh, you mentioned this early, but uh, Sam, do you find yourself just pretty much? You've got like a dartboard of things that you're like, I can make this, and I'm making that. Uh, oh, not so much. Surely there'll be a sort of a you know, a, a bit of a look around sort of how the beer's been selling through the venue, what might be interesting for me to make, what have I tasted, or thought I'd like to, you know, use some of that to go, you know, certain mm. style. That time of year, what is it you're going to be yeah. drinking? So as we're sort of coming to summer, as I said, sort of, you know, the percentages have come down a little bit and the refreshability factor's gone up a mm. fair bit, whereas once we tick over into sort of autumn and winter, then we'll see a lot more of the bigger beers coming through. So you've got to play to the seasons, and it's not just certainly not scattergun. We're not putting out a 10%, 12% imperial barrel-aged IPA coming into Christmas. Well, well not yet, because it wouldn't be, be barrel-aged yeah. yet. Yeah, it's got yeah, the yeah. notepad on the well, uh, we, next to his bed. He wakes up at 3 a.m. in the concert. Where is it? <laughs> Genius idea. There was, a, there, there was a time not long ago where if you walked in, five out of the ten taps were over 7.5%. Yeah, and it was pretty heavy going. Like if you got a tasting paddle, and you know mm-hmm. there's uh, 750 mils of beer on the tasting paddle, and you know two thirds of that are, or, you know, or whatever mm-hmm. it is, are over seven and a half percent. It's it's a pretty big, you know, assault to the senses. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we yeah we're going to play the seasons as Sam said and have lots of. Fun. I guess in this location, given that you're not really around anything as such. That you've probably got a good after work crowd. So on a Friday night, probably a lot of people that are coming back to their apartment, they're not looking for a night out, but they want yeah, a, a beer or two. So they don't want to be smashing down a couple, to, yeah, like seven, a, eight, you know, eight, nine percent beers. Yeah, that's or right. Or maybe they do. And and also their partner, you know, if they're not a beer person, they have an apple cider or a wine. Oh yeah, what's your? Actually, that's that's a very good point. What's the wine selection like? Uh, we have a really tight little wine list. So five wines. So a couple of whites, a couple of reds, and a nice rosé, and 
then we have a apple cider from 100% real apples on tap as well. And um, yeah, something a lot of beer venues get wrong. We make yeah, we, mm. we need a little bit of that, but no spirits. We have a, a house made soda. Well, Sam makes up batches of soda water as well, and then we pour it direct from one of the taps. So we can uh, every tasting power you get a soda water uh, to help sort of reset the palate and um, and keep it too. And then we have really nice mixes for soft drinks as well. It's a very simple offer. About Gal- Galaxy Hop Tonic. Uh, it's made, uh, yeah, one of the sure. sy- syrup makers. Oh, yeah, I can't say I make it myself. It comes from yeah, one of the syrup suppliers that does the yeah, amazing pop-driven uh, soft drink for people that are, yeah, uh, drinking alcohol. Yeah, that's That's awesome. quite cool. I'm very happy that there's a wine selection here. Well, people, yeah, I mean, the amount of times where I've mm. dragged my wife along to... Look, um, many a beer event, and look, my, my other half would just be bored she if she can't find so I'm happy to come around, but it'd be great be, if I could get yeah, a, we, just we, a good yeah. wine. We want to be accommodating, you know, to you know people for exactly that reason. Mm. If you enjoy yourselves yeah. in here, and uh, yeah, support all the partners that are, yeah, mm. not IPAs, not the, their thing. The, and as you said, we've tried to make a space really welcoming to even non-beer people, mm. even though you're in the brewery. So to then not have a beverage that's not an IPA, yeah, is yeah. a bit. Um, crazy, but yeah, we understand we're already making a tricky no spirits and there's no food, mm. so we'll encourage lots of people to order in and support mm. our neighbours. Um, but yeah, we think a tight little wine list is a good priority, I think. I totally agree. Yeah, and you can do the same, you know, supporting local independent mm. like you can. Yeah, we buy all the wines from a great. Uh, great local mm. store yeah. and they recommend local producers. And, yeah. So, right, back to beer. Back to beer. <laughs> um, the, the, the tropical IPA. People aren't saying a lot about it. Well, Ben Wilson's checking in all our... It's been things. a while since it's been on tap. Yeah, it was on tap. Uh, yeah, it's only just come back on tap or from where we're looking at. Yeah, within the last week yeah. or so. Um, Peter R. has checked it in. Second version as fruity and fresh as. So no complaints from me. Nice. Uh, 3.75. That's good. Cool. As a second chicken, that's nice. That's yeah. Like two batch oh. to batches. And uh, Elvis M. has said just want. And that was from... Uh, Two days ago. Cool. cool. Yeah, nice. But I'm still loading up the... Uh, uh, Tropical is a favourite. It, it's great. Mm. Well, and I, you can tell why it knocks on a very similar door to what Crush did. It's mm. just sort of... I know it's not the same, but it's a very similar sort of... Yeah, yeah, you sort of... like You taste it and you think, okay, oh, oh, that's, that's kind of refreshing. I, I, can, I can have loads of that. It's a warm day. I'll have more of that again. <laughs> Um, you, 5.9%. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, that crush is fairly high as well, I think. Yeah. So it's yeah, at yeah. least six. Is it? Uh, no, no. No, no, no. Yeah. no, 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 no. It's like 4.7 yeah, or something. Mm. Yeah. That's good if it... Your thing is crush. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the, the double, the yeah. Benito SK. Um, back yeah. of the ferry here, obviously. Um, his no, no rating, but his comment is... Ampersand B, space fruity, space hashtag at the Sawyers. <laughs> it's a lot of, sort of check-ins that you get here yeah. after a few battles. Yeah, yeah, must yeah. have had a few yeah. double IPAs before. Yeah, I can, I can say how that plays out. He's one of our people. <laughs> um, Mark B has said, growing, growing on me, but a little sweet. Uh, smiley face. Actually, no, it's like, um, like a, a sort of like a wincing face. It's 3.75. It's funny, we'd sometimes get people say, oh, it's a bit sweet and it's... 
driest beer. Yeah, everyone was saying our brute been. was really sweet. sweet, which for anyone that homebrews or listens, finished at about a 990 specific gravity, minus 0.5 Play-Doh, which is about... I don't even dry. know what that meant. It's, it's the driest not, thing you can basically taste, but everyone's like, oh, it tastes pretty sweet. I've never heard of a beer finishing negative 0.5 Play-Doh, like, <laughs> ever. And that's what I'd Wait, 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 what is a Play-Doh? Uh, Plato is sort of almost equivalent to a percentage of um, sugar. So if you okay. think of a, like a can of Coke, maybe 10 or 12 grams of sugar per 100 mils. Okay, Near enough analogy, you know, it's quite sweet. Mm. And most beers, IPAs might finish at 2 or 3 grams, which isn't the same sort of mm. sugar as a dextrin sugar. Anyway, it's a little bit different. But the, the weight of water obviously doesn't have any sugar in it. It's essentially zero on this scale. And these beers are finishing at less dense than water. So the yeah the alcohol wow. percentage okay, and the fact that there's no residual sugar actually makes it yeah less dense in weight than water. So the Simcoe Brute we made is mm. bone dry, but mm. people are like, oh it's sweet. Like, well maybe that's a seven and a half percent alcohol mm. that's <laughs> clouding that the dryness <laughs> a little bit. But yeah. well that makes sense. Yeah. Um, um, Craig C. Heaps of pineapple, passion fruit, lychee, and coconut. Fresh as lovely thirst, thirst quencher, 4.25. Then Evan C has said, it's best at the incubator, I reckon. <laughs> oh, Evan, what a surprise. Evan C can't get it anywhere else. Love that guy. Uh, Craig C, I was pretty keen on the rye too, and the fix always makes me smile. Yeah, All right, so I'm just going to jump back to um, uh, the first check-in of this from Peter R. Um, from, no, no, different Peter. No, it's the same P. Oh, Peter R? Yeah. Okay. Um, at uh, back in September 16th. Would have probably been the first person in to take this. Yeah. I imagine. Love it. Well, I noticed this photo. You still yeah. had Yadizi Street where the NR is. That was the Rye IPA oh, yeah, where the pink yeah. lava is. Um, so it's uh, Love It. The lime really gives it a nice finish. Uh, it's 3.75. So, And Elvis M still gets it a banger. So obviously Elvis M follows. <laughs> Paul, one more. If uh, you have one. Steve Space Dot, that is his name. Uh, holy shit, exclamation mark. It's like I'm drinking a fruit tingle, exclamation mark. 4.5. Love his fruit tingles. It's yeah. good. Like the support. But, all right, what do we think about this beer? Um, Paul, I'm looking at you first. I, I'm giving it 4.25. So I should check back to see what, what I give Crush, because I really like Crush. And I've... Twenty times tap, I've drunk it nineteen times. Um, just quite a lot for me to drink a okay. single beer that many times, but I really like it, and I gave that four. And this is like a next level crush, so it has to get an extra point two five. It's really, really good. Um, it's just the yeah, I mean, passion fruit, mango, lime. Like, I love yeah. all those flavors. So, but they're not. Yeah, it's not overly sweet. They're not in your face. They're just. It's like all the beers we've had. They're really. It's really well balanced. I really like it. I, yeah, I agree. Um, I'm not sure how comfortable you guys are with the comparisons with Koju Crush. Uh, Very very thrilled to be uh, associated with such a fine brewery. Um, That that sounded entirely genuine. Good work. Um, Oh, and I love (laughs) I love hanging out with Nat and Callum as well, and Faith and everyone. This is a beautiful beer. It is something that I believe you guys should can. Um, ah, cool. I think it would work well on the festival circuit. Yep. It, though it may compete against the Koji Crush. Um, but it needs a cool label. Um, I'm sure you guys will work it out. 
It's a beautiful beer. I'm giving it four stars. I really like it. Awesome. Um, but, but now I want you guys to flip this one step further. Um, imagine you're a, say you're a uni student and you've just, a, you have enough money to get like a, a slab of cans of this to go to Meredith. Um, how do you rate it? Um, if, if this was your Meredith beer, then... You'd be giving five be, stars. That would be a very yeah. smart yeah, yeah. choice because you're getting a strong beer, yeah. lots of flavour, and something you can drink when you wake up after a massive yeah. night of pink flamingos. I would highly recommend you spend your hard-earned dollar dues on this uh, if you could get it. That um, was a beautiful sales pitch. I like it. <laughs> yeah. Someone um, that's been to Meredith, clearly. All right, and in all seriousness, what do you guys give it out of four? Oh, oh sorry, I, out of five. Out of five, um, I'd give it four, four stars. Um I, I love this beer. Um, there are certainly Sammy's made that I really love even more, but um, but I yeah, I have a yeah, very much a soft spot for this beer. And when it came back, we were very excited. And um, and it's, yeah, smashing it, as always. Yeah, love it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, a personal favourite, sort of setting out to do what I wanted this beer to do. I think it tastes pretty good at the moment, so I'll give it a 4.25. So what do we do? Ooh. What's that rule again for that? Um, the majority one. rules. But there's but no majority. It's two fours and two four point two fives. Point. Well, we can't go th- four point um, one. No, it doesn't work on Untapped. We're, we've spoken with we Greg. He, runs for a while. he doesn't do that. Um, so we flip the coin. We flip the coin, don't we? Yes, yeah. of course. Um, except I don't have any. Oh wait, wait, wait! I do have a coin. These guys probably have a till. I know. It's <laughs> crazy. Not in Collingwood. All right, heads or, heads or tails. Um, you guys are heads, we're okay, tails. We're heads. Okay. We were fours. All right. Tails. It's a four. It's a four. Pretty it's good. I'm nice. sorry. But, you know, that's how it works. That's what I was. Four, four, four point two. Yeah. Yeah. So, so on that note, and the end of this very, very long episode, but a very good episode, um, we will finish up here. Uh, so the incubator is open. Well, it's open right now. Yep. Wednesday uh, to Sunday. But, and, you know, you guys get to rest on Monday and Tuesday. Yep. Uh, you're not brewing, so I'm yeah. definitely in on uh, Monday Tuesday, <laughs> yeah. and Wednesday and Thursday. And anyway, you're going to be passing. Knock on the large windows. And you're, you're more than welcome to come hi. and just stare yeah. at me, as uh, a lot of the Collingwood people yeah. do from time to time. And Monday to Wednesday, uh, Monday to, sorry, Wednesday to Friday is from four, and then Saturday, Sunday from midday. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, this is an amazing space. Thank you for letting us come over. Thank Pleasure. you so much for coming Thanks down. For coming down. Well, um, but we, when people listen to this episode, this may not be open because of the Christmas, Christmas break. break. Yes. So we're winding down and we are closed from the 23rd, the last day, yep. and then we reopen on the 9th of January. So, uh, as a you should all be spending time with your family, That's not it. going to breweries. Exactly. Right. Unless, of course, you don't like your family, in which case, well, make sure you buy a big beforehand. I'm going to drive to Adelaide. Bring your, bring your, bring your growler. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Topped up. Bring it to family Christmas. Theor- family Christmas. <laughs> Theoretically, they've worked out the growler thing by now. Yeah, yeah. You will be able to get a growler on yeah, the 23rd. So we have been the Brunswick Beer Collective. We've had Tom and we've had Sam from Fixation. Uh, thank you very much, gentlemen. We've had Paul Christoph. See you next time. And we will, and I'm Chris Shorten, and we will talk to you all next week.